Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. They've played almost the exact same game twice against Tampa Bay. Uh, they came into the third tonight down 5 1, end up force, or down 5 2, force overtime. Um, <clears throat> of course, we all remember, I think it was in October or November. I just looked it up and I already can't remember, but they were down 5 1 halfway through the third period. Uh, against Tampa at home, and of course, forced overtime. These abrupt overtime endings, uh, and I was blaming it on the, you know, the Provorov, uh, Konechny, um, Couturier trio starting a couple of them and giving up goals immediately. But here we go tonight with a with a different group, the group we all want, and um, same result. So <sighs> that was weird. <laughs> that was really freaking weird. Uh, I, I, hey, I'll, I'll I'll take the point. I'll absolutely take the point. Tampa Bay is one hell of a team. They they might very well be the best team in hockey. Uh, they're I think twelve zero and one this month, something like that. Eleven zero and ones. They're really freaking good. Uh, Flyers played with them. You know, uh, I don't want to take moral victories out of this. I want to win as many games as possible. Um, Make the playoffs, you make the playoffs, you don't, you don't. I just want to see what the guys have, and I want to see the guys compete. Uh, and that's what I saw tonight. You know, I've changed my expectations since this season's gone uh, the way it's gone. I didn't want this to be the way I looked at this season, but we have to look at, we have to live in reality. And this team is, uh, I will say, and yeah, it is the, there are people, oh man, same result, same exact game. I will say, like I was at that game against Tampa uh, at home when they they were down five one. They got outright dominated for most of that game, uh, and then just turned it on halfway through the third period. Uh, I don't think that that was the case tonight. I think except for a couple of um, you know the penalty kill, our penalty kill against their power play is going to be a loss. You got to be you got to be uh, you got to be disciplined and stay out of the box. That's all there is to it. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I'm not. I'm not upset about tonight's game. I. I didn't expect to win this game coming in. I didn't expect it to be all that entertaining. If you would have told me Bill, eleven goals are going to be scored, I'd be like, oh, cool, we lost seven four. Oh wow, I nailed that four. Yeah, way to go, me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Not pleased with the result, but I'm glad I got to watch a good game. You know, we saw guys drop the gloves. Not exactly a fight, but we saw uh, Nolan Patrick drop the gloves. He, of course, left with an injury, was deemed uh, not likely to return, and then didn't. So I guess we're going to have to wait for an update on that. But let's open it up to you guys. I don't have a ton. I thought Michael Neuvert was adequate, um, you know, as he is. He's uh, They scored six goals, so it's like I can't say the goalie played well, but I think he might have played better than Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky had some big saves, but he let in some weird ones. I can't I, – I'll take that back. I can't say Vasilevsky – like, some of the goals he let in were just nonsense. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't have um, the – 
I have no real feel. I'm happy like that Giroux move. If I get to if the Flyers lose every game from here on out, but I get to see a Giroux goal like that one, I'm fine with that being this season because this is kind of just a shit season. It's just where they are. It's the hole they've dug themselves in. Like I said, I didn't expect that to be where we were at this point in the year. Um, but unless something changes drastically and like you know now, um, that's just going to be the kind of year it is. So let's let's just see. Uh, Let's just see what you guys have to say. Who is getting scratched instead of AMAC? Uh, who knows? Jesus. Uh, AMAC, even, he even made a couple of positive plays tonight. But his negatives are just – we know them. Everyone knows them. There's no point in rehashing. That's I, – I, I can't watch him. I just don't want to watch him anymore. I don't – I just can't take it. The same shit all the time with him. At least if a young guy screws up, you know, like, there's a chance he learns from it and does something different next time. That will not be the case with McDonald. So it's going to be this year against Tampa. Yeah, this is just what they do against Tampa. Uh, They earned that point tonight. Also, Giroux may have impregnated the greater metro area with that goal. Ryan Ryan McDonald's kids have to call Giroux dad now. It's just the way it goes. Uh, getting the loser point is about the best I could have hoped for coming into this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've lo- they've played two games against Tampa, lost 12-10. Fuck, man, that's some hockey right there. Uh, they play sloppy. Every pass is an area pass. Uh, I, 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 they scored five goals tonight. I can't get that upset about it. They they make some they're, – they're not Tampa. If you were looking for them to look as good as Tampa did – tonight I, they're better they have better players up and down their lineup the flyers did what they could tonight I, if you thought they were going to win this game i would ask just why tampa's a better team uh these turnovers and ot by our better players do not look good they're concerning there's just got to be uh, they're going to re- reel off like 10 overtime wins in a row. That's how uh, – there's just no explanation for the number of abrupt overtime endings. Like, okay, yeah, we do this every single time, three-on-three. Three. This used to be a good three-on-three three team, or at least a competitive three-on-three three team. Provy had a better game all around with or without the goal. Uh, yeah, the goal is – you get the point to the goal, and it's like tangible evidence of some good hard work. Uh, I think he still has a, a ways to go before I can say, okay, boom, Provorov, back to being the number one defenseman I thought he could be. But you can see him, it's just visual. You can see he's got – he never – it seemed like he had confidence, and that's why you were just like, dude, if you're not able to make plays, stop trying. But he just seemed to have a different – I don't know, just a more confidence or uh, that swagger that uh, – that, intangible element tonight that made Provorov that gave you confidence in him. Like you could see the confidence he had in himself. And so it gave you confidence in him just watching him. Uh, that's what I would say. I saw out of Provorov tonight. The goal is great goal. It's, goals are good. You need goals to win. Um, you know, but there was more to like about his game, made a couple nice plays in front again, still has a ways to go, still has some things to clean up. Uh, But, yeah, I think we can be encouraged by what we saw out of Provorov against, you know, the highest scoring team in hockey because that's who Tampa Bay is. 
under Hack, it would have been 9-2. to two. I mean, under Hack, they did do something very similar. While I will say, like I just did, I was at that game. No one was happy. They got dominated for two and a half periods and then flipped a switch, got some power plays, made some things happen. Uh, tonight, I feel like they were competitive. Tampa's really good. The Flyers aren't that great. defense. They're capable of playing well defensively, but they have major lapses that result in big, high-danger scoring chances. That's like the Flyers' M.O. Well, you have some of the most dangerous players in all of hockey, not just one. It's not like they have a Stamkos, they have a Kucherov. Like, like they – you know, who's their best player? Braden Point looks like he's as good as those guys all of a sudden. Like, you know, when, when, when you have the breakdowns that the Flyers are prone to having, uh, the other team you – know, Tampa Bay is going to really freaking capitalize, and that's what happened tonight. But to the Flyers' credit, I don't think they got really outworked or outcompeted like they did in that last one and then just kind of really needed to turn it on at the end to come back. I think while it was 5-2, to two, uh, except for a couple of stretches here and there, like the second half of the first period, they were awful. No doubt about it. Second half of the first period, Flyers were bad. Other than that, I don't really have a ton of complaints. Tampa's just better. Veroni looking like he could stick as a bottom six guy. Um, yeah. It's – he is what uh, – I will say, I, I tweeted this out during the game. We can argue about roles and guys should be in different spots. We want to see Limblom up in the lineup. We'd ra- Some people would like to see Wheel play fourth line. Some people would like to see Vorobiev play 4C. Whatever your preference, not even talking about individual players right now. I mean, I'm going to reference them, but just in terms of formula, in terms of looking at it and going, yes, this is what makes a good fourth line. Having the 22-year-old former SHL forward of the year on the left wing, having last year's AHL MVP and the league's second leading scorer at center, and having a nice veteran who can do some things, at right wing, and, you know, I'm not the biggest Dale Weiss fan, but I can't argue with him looking the way he should look this year. Um, that's the formula for a good fourth line. If nothing else, they have the formula for a good fourth line. That gives me confidence in Gordon. It gives me confidence in the organizational direction from here on out, just that they recognize, hey, guys who have skill can play on the fourth line. This is not, this is not Vandevelde playing 81 straight games on our fourth line right now. So that that gives me uh, – that's another encouraging aspect, not just in tonight's game, but in overall, you know, process over results at that at this point. If we're just chalking this one up as a lost year, I just want to see that, like, the people that this team employs are capable of making good decisions. I like the formula of the fourth line. Uh, Myers has to be better than AMAC. I think Myers uh, – I don't – he has lapses. I don't give a shit, honestly. I don't care if he never covers anyone in the defensive zone because I guarantee you he's going to put up more points than he costs you. And since Andrew McDonald is absolutely useless with the puck on his stick, like, I, I, you know, what's the I, – I, I hate complaining nonstop about Andrew McDonald because it's like I'm unfairly targeting him. But he's been here forever, and he's never been good. I can't take it. 
I know he's just a 4C, but I like Veroni's game. Uh, and sure, McDonald made one decent play, but it really is the same exact shit. He just slides all over the ice. I barely can skate, and I can provide the same value. Uh, sign me Chucky two, two trades. I'll gladly lose every puck battle and just starfish for 22 minutes a night. There you go, Alvaro Lopez. We have a viable replacement for uh, for, uh, for Andrew McDonald, uh, so get on it. Get on it there, Chucky two trades. Yeah, that's I, I saw him make – I would say two or three, and it's not like he's he's out there playing shutdown defenseman. I saw him be competent a couple of times tonight, and that's the bar. You know, I'm like, oh, didn't fuck up. Nice. You know, it's I I I, I can't take it anymore. I'm not upset about this game. I thought they played well, but Tampa is unbelievable. I'll stop short of saying they played well, but I'll stick with. They competed, and they did about as well as I think they can do. Um, that They went the last, I think, eight minutes and 50 seconds of the first period without a shot on net, and they had, like, only a handful of actual even attempts. So, like, that lapsed. But, again, they're playing a much better team. I'm not going to I'm not gonna be upset if they lose 6-5 in overtime to the team that is, you know, if not the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup you know, in a group of three or four teams that are just as likely. Uh, was it just me, or did it look like Tampa threw a bunch of uh, picks in the offensive zone? Tampa definitely does that. It's part of their – that's what they do. Um, it's I noticed it last time. If you watch them play, they definitely have uh, – they definitely run some interference plays. And, hey, if you get away with it, keep doing it. Anything, um, you know, anything for an advantage. Adam Ernie out there just throws a cross check. Multiple on every shift. The refs aren't going to call it on every shift. It's like the old Legion of Boom defense. If we just have like illegal contact and defensive holding on every play, refs ain't going to throw a flag on every play. So it is what it is. Simmons and Voracek, we need more from them. Not impressed. I thought Jake was decent tonight, but Simmons, man, he's a goal scorer. If they're not going in, and that's he's just not the guy he was a couple of years ago, where it's oh well, he's the he's he's the best boards battler in the league, and he's he's an intimidating presence and this and that. He's not that guy anymore. Is it just the injury, like we talked about last night on BSH Radio? Is it just that he had the same surgery as Ghost and and uh, and and Giroux, and that's what's gonna you know that's just holding him back from being the complete player, like we saw it. With those two, is that just what's happening with him? The only, We're not going to know that until a year from now, you know? Like, we didn't know what was wrong with Giroux until we saw Giroux healthy again, and then we got to go, oh, yeah, it was the injury, you know? So um, it's a shame because I love Wayne Simmons. I, you know, I'm, I'm a Wayne Simmons fan. I own a Wayne Simmons jersey. If and when he leaves, I'm going to miss him. Um, but it just is what he, it is right now. He, he needs to produce, and... He's just not the same guy. I would love to see Amac in the press box, but that's not happening until Moran is ready to go. <sighs> the coach likes – we know he, he at least is familiar with Myers and Gordon. Or Gordon. He is Gordon. He's at least familiar with Myers and Friedman. Um, I just want to see those guys up here. I think it's been enough time. You know, Myers is 21, but it, it, get him up here. What's – I know they don't want to say it's a lost season, but I don't think it's conceding when players have more potential. Like, yes, 
there is a failure potential there as well because they're young and you don't know what they are at the NHL level. But you know exactly – and, I again, I'm a Gudis fan. I like Gudis. He is what he is, though. You know, Andrew McDonald, like I said, I just can't take him anymore. You know what their results are going to be. At least there's a potential for success with Friedman and Myers. Like, there's the chance that they come up and are better than expected by whoever has made the decision that they're not ready yet, you know. Um, there's no chance – that McDonald gives you anything more than he gives you, which is not NHL caliber play. Capo Caco is really good. You got to say his full name every time. He will never be Caco. He is Capo Caco every single time. Power play keeps looking better, but Vasilevsky, that was part of the surprising thing tonight. And uh, listen, Vasilevsky's what the, to just put in five goals against that guy is again an accomplishment. I don't want to take moral victories, but if I'm going to just assess the game, scoring five goals on Vasilevsky is is a decent enough accomplishment. He's the best goalie in hockey, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the power play is generating chances. They are so snake bitten right now. Uh, this is another thing we talked about on BSH radio last night. Like they always had the disaster shifts, this power play unit, even when they're good, uh, they would have the disaster shifts. They give up shorthanded goals. You know, they'd have the ugly ones where you just go, Jesus, what was that? But they'd convert, you know, 19 to 23%. So you just go, Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, you know, we, we still hit the long ball, uh, at a decent clip. So it's fine. Uh, the strikeouts are cool. They're just not converting their chances so that when they do have the disaster ones, it's just like, oh, there's another. Like, it's – there's just – oh, man. Again, like I said with the overtime games, I got to believe there's going to be a month run where they're operating at, like, 50% on the power play. Uh, that's how regression works, right, Charlie? Uh, where are we here? Uh, how did our three, three on three turn into a shit show? Literally every situation other than five versus five plus minus has to be like minus 50. Um, honestly, Jeff, that might be, um, I'm trying to go negative. So I'll take the under, I'm, I don't know how it would work with negatives. Uh, yeah, they're probably like minus 75 minus 80. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, it's, it, <laughs> This is a team, you would think, and again, Tampa's freaking incredible. They did kind of end in overtime against the Flyers just this way a couple of months ago, so it's not shocking. But, man, they were a good five-on-five team at one point, or at least a competitive, entertaining five-on-five team, and suddenly they just – this coffee, it's a Keurig coffee. I put the pot in and – made the coffee, hit the button before the puck was dropped uh, in, a, in in the overtime, before puck drop. It wasn't half full by the time the game was over. I'm like peeking my head in the room, just watching as my coffee pours. And I'm like, oh, well, it's fucking over. I got to start post game and I don't have my coffee yet. So this is going to go well. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I don't I, the turnovers and the slot, there is an element of sloppiness. I don't want to make it sound like I don't think the Flyers are sloppy because clearly, um, and it, 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 it's one of the things that still snowballs on them. I think they've gotten at least, you know, in this couple of weeks since Hackstall left, 
They've reduced the snowball effect quite a bit. As soon as one thing goes wrong, five things don't go wrong. Uh, and again, it's been like two weeks, so you know they could revert to that any minute now. But I'm just in general. I think the snowball effect has um, uh, has subsided, but not in that not in that one area. So I'm not the brightest when it comes to hockey, but could JVR play better than Simmons at uh, being the guy to clog up the net during power plays? Simmer has bad had bad luck today. Yeah, that's the there were a couple it's not like Simmons didn't create opportunities and you need to do that to score, but like I said, if a goal scorer is not scoring goals, what does he do for you? Um I don't think they uh, I think they tried it and I think honestly Jerome missed having a righty there. He he likes that little outlet play. Uh, not even to give Simmons a chance, although Simmons sometimes tries that turnaround or tries to go backhand or whatever, uh, beat a goalie, catch him off guard. But I think mostly it's just he likes to hand it off to Simmons and Simmons he, and then create some room for himself when they're pressing him and then get the puck back and then be able to start all over, basically. Uh, and it's just different with a lefty there um, to be able to do that. My, I, I've been saying this forever now. My power play formation would be uh, Drew in his spot, Ghost in his spot, but I want Patrick in front. I want JVR in the slot, and Patrick's hurt now, so I know it's this is. I'm just speaking in hypotheticals, and Jake or Konechny on the right wing, or you know, other point right wing, whatever you want to call it. Um, I just think JVR can crash down uh, to the front of the net when Patrick has the puck behind the net. They can do double screen stuff. Um, Voracek can slide into this. I was like, what is Jake's name? Voracek can slide into the slot uh, and try to maybe he takes that one timer every now and then that little snapshot one timer uh, from Giroux. I just think and he, he can take a, 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 you know, a centering pass from behind the net, um, you know, from Patrick and he'll still have JVR there providing the traffic. I just think it gives you the most options. Uh, we, this, another thing we talked about last night, is it possible they're keeping Simmons on the top power play to try to build his value, let him score a couple goals, and then move him uh, as soon as he has, like, because you know how streaky Simmons is. Uh, he's very much, oh, yeah, he's gone seven games without a goal, and now he has five in the last four, you know? Um, that's kind of who Simmons has always been, even when he was a consistent goal scorer. It's, goal scorers are streaky. It's just the way it goes. Um, like, as soon as he gets a hot streak, are they thinking, okay, boom, this is the highest his value is going to be. He's leaving as a free agent. Let's move them. I don't know if I don't know if there's that even that that type of synergy or that type of communicating an an, organiz, an organizational strategy to the coaching staff. You know the macro, micro, and all. You know, front office is supposed to look big picture. The coach is supposed to go and try to win today. I don't know. It's I I don't know, but it's something we discussed is as maybe a possibility. The kill has been better up until tonight, uh, but I guess Tampa Bay is just uh, is just a different animal. Needed to play five on five tonight. Yeah, that's they. I don't care what your penalty kill is. Chances are you're going to give up a goal to Tampa Bay. They already score more than everybody, and they're the highest. What? They already score more than everybody. Let me start this. They already score more than everybody, and now you have fewer guys than them. Uh, it's just not going to go well for you. 
Uh, Noivy actually survived a game. I was expecting him to keep a, uh, to keel over after the second period. So is he starting that Florida game, or is Hart going to start that game? I would guess Hart. Um, I, I can't imagine Neuvert's going to get too many consecutive starts. Um, and, you know, you get, you get the veteran in there against a team like Tampa who's going to light you up no matter what. Uh, I have no problem with that. I assume after giving up six, they're going to go back to the kid. Um, yeah, I think it's – I just want to see Hart stay in a tandem all year. I don't need him starting every game, but I, I don't care who the other guy is. Neuvert, Elliott, Lyons, Stolarz, me, you, this bobblehead on my desk, what the fuck ever. Uh, but just keep a good tandem and don't wear any one guy down. There's going to be injuries because all of our goalies are injury prone. But try to minimize it, you know. Don't start a guy five times in a row. I'm cool with that. Um, but, yeah, I, I really would like to see Carter Hart play. Absolutely. Realistically, when is this constant disappointment going to end? I, I mean, if you're disappointed tonight, I what were you expecting? Did you have high expectations that the second worst team in the East was going to come out and beat the best team in the East? Like lower your expectations for right now. It's, it's coming together, man. You, you got to be able to see it. Step back and look, it's, they're better now than as an organization, they're in a better position now than they were. They have a ton of cap space. They have a ton of assets. They have all their draft picks for the next, like for, for they have everything, you know? They have the ammo to get stuff done. Can we send AMAC to the ECHL? You know, I don't even, like, I want him to retire and become a coach. Because if his value is entirely intangible, if it's all about his leadership and how he teaches the young kids and all this stuff, how he's great in the locker room, all the players love him, if that's the case... Make him the freaking head coach. Hire Andrew McDonald. Hire McDonald to be the goddamn coach, and let's get all these intangible benefits, and we can get his awful play out of the lineup. And now we don't have to make the trade of, well, he's a good leader, and he's a subpar player, but, you know, those things equal out. No. Get all of the intangible benefits, make him the coach, and forget about conceding the blue line on every single shift. I think it's a really obvious answer, but you know, I think a lot of things are obvious, and then I say them to other people, and they look at me like, you know, I'm foaming at the mouth. Oh, yeah, what was the deal with Jeru's goal trying to get called back for offside? Was that some kind of desperation attempt? What, exact, what exactly was the deal? Uh, I think it was close enough because of the stupid ticky-tack offsides rules. Um, a guy lifts his foot, which it looked like Jake might have done, and I honestly thought JVR went early from the one angle. Uh, when they showed another one, he didn't, but uh, if, if, if it's close, you do it. Um, that's why they made it a penalty now, uh, because that's what coaches were doing, because of the way it's called, and it's freaking stupid. Um, and one skate off the ice, if you're straddling the line, means you're entirely in the, in the zone, so it's offside. Um, I, I thought it was kind of close when you, when you actually got the good angles, it was, oh, okay. Yeah, we're good. But I, that could have been offside easily. If Vasilevsky is the best uh, goalie in the NHL, that's an indictment of goalies this decade. I, I, is it? I mean, he's pretty good. I, 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 I 
all goalies are good now. That's the thing. Is uh, it's down this year, but as a whole, goaltending is just better. It's the standouts are there, but it's not like they're that much crazier uh, than than. I just think it's easier to be a goaltender now. Patrick should have played for the Phantoms and gained strength in his upper body. Well, he was ineligible to play for the Phantoms as a rookie, so he couldn't. I don't like that rule. I think it's a stupid rule, but he was ineligible to play for the Phantoms. It was that or juniors. and Couldn't send him back to juniors because they didn't know how to diagnose or treat his injury. I didn't want him anywhere near that training staff. Uh, he's just – he just is – He's. it's going to take a while. That's, that's all I know about Nolan Patrick is I think it's just going to be a waiting game with him. Uh, I think he's like an NHL caliber player right now, just not necessarily a very good one. Um, but I think he's going to improve, and it's just – it's part of the development curve with him. It's just not everyone develops at the same rate, and he might be one of this – you know, one of the guys who takes longer to come along. Samuel Ursan is already better than Felix Sandstrom. Uh, yeah, but think about the, the development curve here, what Felix Sandstrom was at that age. Like, it just got to see him keep moving up the ladder. I'm, 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 in, uh, you know, I'm encouraged by what I see as Samuel Ursan and everything, but uh, you got to do it. Okay, cool. You're good at this level. Let's see you at the next one and keep moving up and then come here. It's, you know... It, when Sandstrom was that age, we were like, oh, is, is he then is he's gonna be the next guy, huh? Frosty for the third C? Yeah, I mean, sure. As soon as the season's over, call him up. Why not? Did it Frost have another hat trick tonight? I was, I, that's crazy. I can see the Flyers making Frost a winger. Um, really depends on how they see him. I think, you know, again, regime's gone, so it could be totally different. But uh, it, it's not 10 years ago. You don't have to be Eric Lindros' size to play center in this league. Um, you know, Danny Briere is a center. Look at Tyler Johnson. Look at um, uh, look at Tampa Bay's whole fucking team, honestly. Jesus. Uh, he, I. If Hextall was pretty sure that Frost was going to be a center, at least he projected as one long term, maybe not right away. Maybe you just don't want to give a young kid uh, learning the league and figuring everything out the responsibilities of a center, but you want his pure skill in the lineup, so you play him at wing to start. Um, that could be. But long term, I, I believe they still view him as a center, at least right now. Uh, bring Frost up and send Nolan down. You, you, you can't bring Frost up. They need to realize that they're done and pack it in. Why? There's games left. Pack what in? What? Why? The players are going to play. You want players to quit? What's the point of that? They have half their schedule left. I want to watch these games. Simmer has missed too uh, many power play tip-ins. Yeah, his 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 production is just falling off a cliff, and the the ones that were automatic for him just don't seem to go anymore. Does Hart get the go next game? I believe he will. 
they got one more point than I thought they would. Exactly, Daryl. Uh, Bill, what's your opinion of Gordon? I think they're playing for him. Uh, I think they're more fun to watch. Um, you know, I, I have very few complaints about, about Scott Gordon. Maybe by this time next week I will. Um, but I, yeah, I don't have a lot of complaints uh, as of now. I think he's, he's putting some pretty decent lineups together. Like I said, I like the construction of the fourth line, even if it's, um, you know, I, I would like to see other guys different roles, but simply having the correct formula for the fourth line I like. Um, Travis Sanheim, 18-21 tonight. Holy shit, Ivan Provorov, 27-11. Um, but he was the only one who cracked 20. Let's see, Gostas Bear, 19-35. McDonald, 18-34. And Sanheim right behind him at 18-21. So, yeah, and that's with one McDonald play, 153 shorthanded. Uh, Sanheim got a minute on the power play. So it was pretty much Provorov playing 27, everyone else playing 18 or 19, and Haig sitting here at 1541. Uh, that would, you know, that's what they get. One, two, three, four. They got five points out of their D tonight. Not bad, guys. Uh, yeah, it's I. I think the the lineups are more sensical. Um, and he seems to be valuing skill for the most part, at least more than the previous coach did. So. I don't have complaints about Gordon as of now. I uh, just want to say the productivity of JVR of late has been very refreshing, and before being hurt, Nolan had another good defensive game. Yeah, that play was weird. He just kind of stopped. He got he, he he had that collision right in front of the net. Seemed to get jostled, and but yeah, I, listen, I don't think Nolan Patrick sucks. That's I don't want anyone to get that impression. Uh, it's just that they were using him as a two C, and it wasn't working. Uh, you know, you had to move Giroux back to center. Uh, just to be able to have two viable centers with him and Couturier, and now they do. You lessen uh, Patrick's role a little bit and maybe let him gain some confidence. Sucks he got hurt. I don't think he's a bad player. I just think for him to be the productive player he's going to be is going to take more time than, you know, we'd hoped or we thought. Um, that's, you know, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of his career because I think it's going to be good. But they need more out of them. They need to get more out of them, and they're not right now. That said, shootout goal was pretty nice the other night. Uh-huh. All right. Do you think we lost due to Latera's lack of massive piles of, of cocaine for the pregame? Uh, I... I I replied to the Jason Mertu... Mert, to the Jason Mertu... I always want to call him Mertweetus, which should be his handle, right? Like, he should be Jason Mertweetus on Twitter. Uh, but, yeah, I replied to Mertweetus' tweet. Uh, what do you think Hack said – or Hack, Jesus. slipped in. What do you think Gordon said uh, before the third period? And I just said, okay, Yuri, hand out the stuff. <laughs> it's the only explanation.
you can't tell me that the best defenseman on the Phantoms is worse than Andrew McDonald. One turnover for a goal, a really bad penalty, then the four-on-four turnover, flat out bad. I don't think anyone's disputing that. I don't. Realistically, will this be our final season with AMAC? Could they buy him and Laterra out this offseason? Well, Laterra's contract expires. He's gone. He was never coming back. He was just a guy that got thrown in so the Flyers could take an extra pick out of that uh, out of the Braden Shen trade. They got two first-round picks. One is named Morgan Frost. Do you like him? Yes? Me too. The other's named Joel Farabee. He's playing for Team USA. You like him? Me too. Um, that was it. You needed to match the salaries. Braden Shen makes five-ish million. Laterra makes 4.7. You match the salaries. Boom. Flyers get an extra first-round pick for the salary dump. Um, I think that's really all it was. He's gone. Now that Hextall is gone, because Hextall took all that time to clear that cap space, I believe it is a possibility they buy out Andrew McDonald. Um, one, because this organization is going to do things that make the fans happy. Uh, Ron Hextall had no interest in that, and honestly, if you listen to the fans, uh, things might go badly for you because we're not all that bright all the time. But this is a thing of when people hear Andrew McDonald's name, they automatically go, Flyers, I'm out on that. Andrew, like, I think it's just one of those things that is leading to the general fan apathy that has taken over the fan base. And everyone here, obviously, it doesn't mean it's like – Andrew McDonald's in the lineup. Andrew McDonald's not in the lineup. We're watching. We're hardcore fans. But when those tickets that are already bought and paid for, that yes, the Flyers got the money for it, but people don't show up. Yes, the Flyers got the money for it. So, they're like, whatever, you paid. But they're also like, oh, man, this is like, really? You, will, you were willing to take a loss on this. It's not even like you said, I'm not going, you know? You said, I have a ticket, and I'm just, I'll take the loss. Taking the loss is better than having to go watch this. And that's that, that general feeling of just, ah, same old shit. I think the organization is going to want to try to get away from this summer, this offseason. Uh, and before then, as we approach the trade deadline and things start to loosen up around the league uh, and some, some, some players are moved and stuff, I think we're going to start to see a um, – a purposeful diversion away from the way things were under Ron Hextall. No complaints tonight other than AMAC still being really, really bad. Should have been a 5-3 or 5-4 win, if not for his gaffes. Feel really bad for Noivy tonight. Noivy's getting paid. It was what, start number three for him on the year? Five? What, what, what's his, uh, let's check the old game logs. Where are you? Give me the full game logs, goddammit. Yeah, this was what? Game number four total? Jesus. So he had uh... – all of his games have been starts. Good for him. Yeah, so fourth start on the season. He's getting paid like $2.5 million. The giveaway in the slot on four and four should have been enough for any coach to bench him. Five games worth watching since the hack exit. I'll agree with that.
It's so nice to have a coach again after that hiatus. The team is fun to watch, and Gordon does a good job distributing uh, distributing playing time, calling timeouts, among other things. Yeah, I agree uh, for the most part. Again, Andrew McDonald's that big black mark, but seems like every coach wants to play that dude 20 minutes for whatever freaking reason. Um, I Just a real disconnect between hockey men and – everyone else watching the game who must be seeing something else than everyone else. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the more even distribution of ice time. I like the formula of the, uh, of, of the Jesus almost exited out of the video. Um, I like the formula of the fourth line. I'm not the biggest fan of Drew at center long-term, but I very much understand. That's why you have to, you just have to do it because you can't just play with one center like they were. Uh, so I, I, I have no complaints about Gordon so far. Do I want him to be the coach, you know, beyond this season? Right now, not especially. Can he show me enough by the end of the year that I'll change my mind? Ugh, maybe. But I, I have no complaints about what he's done so far. Any Flyers fan would have gladly taken a point against this team on their home turf. That being said, there's a fragile nature to the Bolts. Can see now why the Caps were able to beat them. Well, the Caps were able to beat them because the Caps have been a cup contender for the better part of a decade. Like, they are a really, really, really good team. That's why they were able to beat them. It's it's what, like, oh, man, the Caps are chokers. And, well, they finally did it. Like, that's just what happened. The playoffs are a lot more random than we're all willing to admit, you know. Oh, man, any team can win. The seventh or eighth seed can win it. Yeah, it, it's it, it's crazy. That's insanity. Um, I, I just – it's it's a seven-game series. One team wins four before the other one. You know, it's I, – I don't think it's fragile to not win the cup. You just – you know, it is what it is. The, you know, the Caps were chokers until they got one, and now they're champions. And you're looking at Tampa like, what's the matter with them? Well, because they are running into these other really good teams. They'll probably get one. Yeah, they'll probably get one. Did Simmons even play in the third? Let's give it a look. I can't imagine they shortened their bench much with uh, with Nolan Patrick missing time, but let's see. Let's give it a look. Uh, TOI Flyers. Where are you, 17? Here we go. Yeah, seven shifts in the third. Uh, basically, he played less total time than in the previous period, 632 in the first, seven shifts, 519 in the second on six shifts, only 425 in the third on seven shifts. So they were quick shifts, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he was – he was out there. He was out there. It doesn't look like he missed any stretches of time, really. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was out there. If they keep playing like this, do you possibly, do you see them possibly making Gordon the full-time coach? Um, I think Gordon is named the full-time coach under the circumstance of a bunch of guys whose names you know are like, nah, I don't want the job. Um, that's, and, and that's, uh, Scott Gordon might do a, a, a tremendous job from here till the end of the season, but much like I just said about wanting to do things differently and try to get the fan base excited again, they want to go out and get a coach whose name, you know, a coach that makes you go, oh, 
okay, this team might be worth buying a ticket to because they have a good coach, and that's been a real problem for them. Uh, they might be better this year. The coach, I know that guy. That means they're better because they have a coach I've heard of. You know, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but tell me you don't think that way at least a little. Um, I, I think Gordon's chance of getting the job depends on other guys, namely Quenville and whoever else, you know, is available come June or July. Um, <clears throat> I think the, uh, unless a bunch of people or at least one big guy um, – turns them down. I don't see it. But again, he, he, he might do a tremendous job. Uh, I just think the circumstances surrounding what's going to go on with this hire kind of dictate that it's not going to be him. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name, Dan. So yeah, we could call that guy R2D2 because I have no chance of a uh, I have no chance of pronouncing that. People that say pack it in are the same people that claim Provorov and Patrick are busts. Uh, please just stop being a fan. When things get bumpy, you throw your hands up and claim the end of the world. Uh, people have a right to be frustrated, especially with Patrick, all the pre-draft buzz, and Flyers get the second pick. I mean, we were sitting at Smith's, the place where if you ever get a chance, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to the – to the draft show from 2017 that we did at Smith's Bar in Philly. Um, place was going freaking wild. It was a great time. People were amped. Uh, he hasn't lived up to expectations so far. I'm not saying he's not going to. He might end up being a great player. I still think he's going to be pretty good. Um, if not a 1C, a pretty good 2C, you know? Um, that said, they're not getting jack shit out of him. It's right for fans to be disappointed in his individual output. Um, you know, people who say that about Provorov, did you watch his first two years? Have you ever watched a young player develop? There are ups and downs. Uh, I think just because he raised his own standards so high, people build up, including me. When I say people, I absolutely had unreal expectations for Ivan Provorov this year. He doesn't come close to him, but he's a good player. He's going to figure it out. He's playing through some ups and downs right now. That's all it is. Um, fans are crazy, man. Fans are that's, – that's what it is to be a fan. People overreact to every goddamn thing in the world. Thank God they do. And they do it with such fervor that they want to hear me overreact to every goddamn thing in the world as well. Uh, maybe I'm being wishy-washy. Maybe I'm doing a bad job on this uh, on this show today. I wonder what Cataldi would say to me if he heard me say, I'm not that worried about this one, you know? Maybe I'm not being uh, – maybe I don't have enough of an opinion on this one, but I'm just kind of eh, – this year is what it is. Patrick had his first fight in the NHL. I wondered if that was his first one tonight. Um, not much of a fight, but hey, I like a willingness to drop the gloves. Who's the greatest flyer of all time? I mean, it's Bobby Clark. Yes. Hey, Bill, when do you expect a Fletcher move? What do you think it will be? <sighs> I have no idea what to expect out of this guy, but I do believe one is coming soon, perhaps as soon as, um, you know, the roster freeze is lifted. When is that? Is that tonight? Is it tonight? At like 
Where are you? Uh, uh, holiday freeze ends at 12.01 a.m. So, yeah, midnight tonight it gets lifted. So maybe, maybe uh, hey, anyone who's up, we're all, uh, anyone who's up, if the Flyers make a move tonight at midnight, I'll be back here uh, and we'll do a live reaction. If the Flyers do something um, right then, if they do it at 4 a.m., I'm sorry it ain't happening. Um, but if the Flyers make a move at a reasonable, let's say midnight to two, I'll be right here uh, doing doing a post game, uh, doing a reaction to it. All right, guys, I'm gonna scroll down just seeing uh, just seeing what's up. When's Folan back? Is he hurt? I just think they're playing McDonald over him now. McDonald had his little uh, had his little stint in the press box, but I think they're just going with him now. Um, I don't I don't get it. I thought Folan was a useful third pair defenseman. Um, I'm not. I I I don't think he has a future with the team. I think he's best served as a guy who can come in out of out of the lineup as a six slash seven. Uh, but I thought he's he was useful. Um, I think he's better than Andrew McDonald. I'll tell you that. I, I don't really know what the deal is there. They damn nearly won it in the third on that Jake Rip in the slot. Uh, the Vasilevsky somehow got a hold of. Yeah, they had their chances. I. I really think, even though it was the almost the exact same result in a similar pattern, I think they were vastly better than the than the six five loss they had against Tampa earlier in the season. Uh, let's see. Do moves typically happen once the freeze is lifted? Can GMs talk during the freeze? GMs can do whatever they want to do, um, talking wise. Uh, I I don't think it's typical, but I know that Fletcher was interested in getting something done prior to the freeze and it didn't look like anything materialized. Like we constantly hear it's hard to make trades in the NHL. I always say, if you want an easy job, you know, go get one. This isn't fucking general manager of a sports team. Isn't supposed to be easy. That's why there's only, you know, 32, 31 GMs in the whole NHL. It's not supposed to be like a a position that anyone can just perform. Um, So I hate that excuse, but that said, you do need the other team has to be willing to make a trade if you're going to make a trade. So and it just doesn't look like anyone was, or at least didn't want to, you know, do anything that the Flyers were interested in. Because, like Elliot Friedman ever, uh, like Elliot Friedman always writes, uh, you know, when you're looking for a life preserver, other GMs throw you an anvil. So, um, you know, maybe they were just working on something and it didn't materialize. Maybe everyone's kind of circling the flyers right now thinking, Ooh, new sheriff in town. They're looking to do stupid shit. Let's see if we can Torelli them. Uh, you know, it's, it it could be anything, but, uh, I'm just saying if something does happen, let's call it between midnight and two, I will be here with all you guys to react to it. The locker room must really need AMAC is the only explanation. And that's really an indictment of the leaders. And I'm not a strip the sea guy. I don't even like to get into leadership all that much. But if Andrew McDonald's leadership is so indispensable that he has to be in the lineup every night, even though he is a bad NHL player, that is an indictment of all the other 25 and older players on this roster. That's all I have to say about that. 
Voracek and Ghost and a second for Tarasenko and Pareko. Eh, why not? Do they win their next two games? Oh, who the fuck are they playing? I, I, <laughs> I ask myself. Uh, I have the whole schedule on a whiteboard outside of my recording area, and I used to have a schedule in here, and I don't anymore. I should probably have one now that the season is half over. Uh, just go away, Santa Sacks. Christmas is over. I don't give a shit. Show me the schedule. It's Florida on Saturday. Who do they play on New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve in Carolina. Right, 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 right. They play the Whalers. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? I Sure, you know. If they play the way they did tonight against those two teams, they should win. As long as they get some goaltending, because Carolina does, while they don't score goals, they throw a ton of pucks at the net, and if the Flyers get Flyers-esque goaltending, they could lose 11-4, even though they outshoot the team by 40. All right, guys. Um, I think that's about it. We'll wrap it up now. We're at like 54 minutes or so. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. I just got to say thanks for uh, thanks to everyone who came out to our uh, to our party on Sunday at um, at Tavern on Broad. We had our second annual Festivus party, and it was a ton of fun. Really happy to see everybody. Love getting out, talking to everyone. Uh, so thanks for coming out and supporting us. Thanks for listening. It's it's always great to know we have your support. Thanks to everyone who stopped by the Ed Snyder uh, hockey table on uh on thursday the 20th when we were there we were doing some work with the snyder foundation uh handing out um you know information on their charity and what it is they're trying to accomplish uh bringing hockey and you know just discipline and the athletics to to underprivileged kids and just doing good stuff in the in the in the surrounding communities so thanks for coming out and helping us with that everyone who did uh that's it that's all i got for you tonight so thank you for listening Thank you for hanging out with me. Like I said, I'll be back if the Flyers make a move tonight. Uh, I will be back here if they do it at a reasonable hour, midnight to two, maybe even three. Um, who knows? But, yeah, so that's it. I'm done. Um, happy New Year, everybody. Uh, I guess I'll be back before the New Year. So just have a great week, everybody. Baseball. Truly, it is awful. I'm Phillies writer Justin Clue. Join me every week, along with John Stolnes, Liz Rocher, and Dr. Trevor Strunk, as we discuss all the ways the Phillies have hurt us on our podcast, Hitting Season, as well as historical anecdotes and raw, emotional ramblings on our other shows, Continued Success and The Dirty Inning. Subscribe to The Good Fight, and you'll get conversations with insiders, analysis of breaking news, and stats, stats, stats. Together, we'll survive whatever baseball can throw at us. I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the scheme and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly.